It's about time because we're going there. Well, well, well. Welcome to another episode of We're Going There. I am your host, Bianca Wattis-Oltoff, and I love that this season we are focusing on what it means to be resilient people, what it means to be people who persevere, what it means to be overcomers. And yes, friends, I have to keep it real. If we want to be overcomers, there's going to be things that we have to overcome. And the truth of the matter is, is life is full of everyday setbacks. I want us in the course of not just this conversation or even this season, I want us to be people who understand that there will be these moments, but we can triumphantly move beyond pain and loss and grief and hurt to discover how strong we really are. Just because that there is a tough time or maybe a rough situation that doesn't have to discourage us, discount us, or even derail us from the things that God is calling us to. In this conversation that I'm about to dive into, we will have an honest conversation about the pain that we experience. But there's a difference between acknowledging that pain and giving into that pain. Rather than us seeking a fake hope or a thin, anemic, you know, word of encouragement that pretends that loss or pain doesn't exist or worse, that it doesn't matter because there will be people that say, oh, just build a bridge and get over it. No, what I love is that the conversation that we get to have today with author and pastor Tim Timberlake is that he is going to encourage us to pursue hope that's rooted in the word of God and ultimately give us this reminder, don't quit. The process of overcoming is not about understanding everything or living without pain, but it's about finding healthy ways to process the scary, strange, and sometimes devastating circumstances that we face. I love Pastor Tim. I've gotten a chance to get to know him. And in addition to him just being an overall wonderful human being, the man has gone through loss and heartache and heartbreak, and yet he will teach us the art of overcoming. And given the topic that is at hand, what I want us to do is to remember that the book Grit Don't Quit will also be a wonderful resource to keep in your library as we are developing who we are as individuals. And my hope is that in the course of the season, you are realizing that you are resilient, that you can persevere, and that you can overcome. For more information on Grit Don't Quit, there's a link in the show notes and also a link to Pastor Tim's new book, The Art of Overcoming. Let's dive in. Tim, welcome to We're Going There. I'm so excited that you said yes to doing this podcast. I'm so honored. Thank you so much for having me on. I can't wait for our conversation. You know, it's so fun. The last time that we actually had a like FaceTime, like 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 legit FaceTime, we were suffering. We were suffering in <laughs> Napa, California. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. What an incredibly suffering trip. And a, I, it was a so hard. Scenery <laughs> and just the people we were with, and ah, oh, God, it was awful. <laughs> you know, the dichotomy between hanging out in, in Napa and looking at God's gorgeous creation and taking a look at stunning vineyards to the topic that we're about to discuss. You know, the art of overcoming. Yeah. This this whole entire season, the, the the foundation, the bedrock has been the aura and the essence of resilience. Mm-hmm. And so, what does it look like to get back up? So, your 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 heart and your passion, uh, the things that you're talking about with so much fervor in this season, is on overcoming. And I literally am honored to have some FaceTime with you today, pick your brain, and talk to you about some some stuff that might feel hard for people. So, thank you for being on the show yet again. I'm so honored, and uh, anything that I have been through. Uh, that can help someone else along this journey called life uh, makes it worth it. You know, my my whole philosophy is that no pain will leave my life until it propels me or it propels someone else. And so I I am honored uh, in a weird way to have been able to steward some of the crisis, some of the trauma, some of the pain that has taught me and strengthened me uh, so that it can help others along this journey. 
So let's start there. I'm mm-hmm. already going rogue. I have some prepared questions, but I ju- I'm just like, I like you too much to, to be basic, you know? I love so it. So your honesty, your transparency, your vulnerability, even what is displayed on social media is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about these experiences, trial, trauma, and tribulation, mm-hmm. I know that there's someone listening that are like, yeah, but what did you go through? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you lost a shoe, you know, you had a bad day, you got a parking ticket, you have gone through some stuff. And so I want, I don't want to prove credibility or validity, but I want you to openly share vulnerably yeah. why you speak with this with such passion. Girl, where do we start? Let's see. Um, I think for those that are listening, uh, let's start with divorce. Let's just start there. And so- mm. I got married when I was 20 years old and, you know, nothing wrong with getting married at 20 if you know who you are, uh, but make sure you get married to someone else that knows who they are as well. And I got married young and, you know, I had a heart to, you know, serve God and really, you know, carry out what I felt was the right thing to do. And um, I found out very quickly uh, that what I thought was the right thing to do and who I thought was my perfect choice was not. Uh, and so after three years of just kind of going through this marriage, I quickly realized, man, this is not going to work. And at the time I was leading a church and a leader, and here I am leading this church of about 4,000 people at the time. And I have to stand in front of them and not throw uh, my ex under the bus, but really kind of stand before people and let them know, Hey, I'm, I'm about to be divorced and, um, I can't really get into the details of why, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with me, but this is now my reality. And just seeing how, uh, people shunned me, seeing how people treated me, seeing how I became uh, one of those people in the eyes of other people and just, at that moment, making up my mind, I never want people to feel what I felt in that moment. I never want people to feel rejected at the lowest moment in their life. It's one thing to be rejected by the person that you thought loved you. It's something completely different to be rejected by the people you thought would support you being rejected by someone else. And I just found myself in that place of, man, I never want people to feel what I feel. I never want people to have to navigate this pain alone. And uh, not that we won't have those journeys that we have to go through, but man, it sure makes a difference when you find somebody that's been through a similar pain or somebody that has navigated a a crisis at some level in their life that can help give language to what you may be feeling and the season of life that you may be in. So uh, having going through that season understanding that there are many people uh, that both believe what I believe and don't believe what I believe that will go through divorce that need uh, community. And when I was going through that divorce, Bianca, God gave me this revelation. Divorce is the only time that we mourn what is still alive. And so I'm having to wait, 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 you're taking us to church, brother. You're taking us to church. That is a sticky statement. If I've ever heard one, say it again for the people in the back. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only time that we mourn what is still alive. And so I'm, I'm grieving. I'm in turmoil. I am going through uh, one of the most painful seasons of my life, but yet, and still I'm grieving something that was once vibrant and I'm grieving 
a situation that was supposed to work by all accounts that just did not work the way I expected it to. And uh, I've come to learn oftentimes we don't get hurt by what happens to us. We get hurt by what we expect it not to happen to us. And when I gave my expectations uh, to God and really allowed him to heal me and really um, walk with me and, you know, shepherd me and lead me in that season, I found great healing. I just need to pause for a second. There's so much to unpack in this and we haven't even gotten into literally like the practical side of things, but Mm -hmm. I need people to understand and like really sit with you were 23. If I'm doing my math correct, you got married at 20 and then divorced at 23. So you're 23 years old. You're leading a church of 4,000, which leading a church is incredibly hard. Leading a church of a thousand is incredibly hard. Leading a church of 4,000, I can't even imagine at 23 while going through divorce. So you are going through stress and trauma all at the same time. And you're mourning what is a death of a relationship. So in what ways are um, non-physical death like divorce, my husband's mm-hmm. divorced, and he he literally said, um, as in previously divorced. He's still married to me, but he's previously <laughs> divorced. <laughs> Just clarify. Yes. Just clarify. Yeah. Um, and he said that it was like literally death. Yeah. Like he he walked through what felt like death. So yeah. can we talk to about non physical death experiences? Maybe not divorce, but something like that. And how are they similar to physical deaths? Yeah, I think even when you think about. In the book, I call them little deaths and disappointment or um, setbacks or any type of crisis or trauma are little deaths that we typically try to deny ever happen. And when we deny something, it ends up reappearing in our life in another season uh, when we could have acknowledged uh, and really begun the healing process. Uh, in the season of pain that we were in when it occurred to us and happened to us. But oftentimes we like to push uh, healing aside so that we can try to numb that pain um, with other things. And so for me, uh, it was not only an emotional pain. It's kind of hard to describe. You know, it's it's a physical pain that you can feel deep down in your soul. That's unlike anything um, that I can even put words to. Um, and so I lost my father when I was 18. My father died as a result of complications of cancer. He died the day after my 18th birthday. And the pain that I felt from that was similar to the pain of divorce. And, mm. you know, you, you're going through it and you think to yourself, man, I never want to feel this again. I never want to put myself in a position or in a place where I have to trust someone else with my heart. And, you know, God as a way of taking that pain and bringing purpose out of it and giving us resilience and strength that we could not have learned uh, if we had not gone through it. And the reason I say go through it is because you're not meant to stay there. You're not meant Mm -hmm. to stay in the grieving. You're not meant to stay in the pain. You're not meant to stay in the crisis. You are meant to go through it. And uh, when you get through it, you always come out wiser, you come out stronger, you come out better on the other side of it. Um, And as a result, you learn things about yourself and you learn things about the strength that you carry. You learn things about the triumph uh, that that you have on the inside of you that was was born with you. And, And I like to say it like this, triumph 
is a little oomph after you try. It, it's that little, <laughs> it's that little push that we get from uh, God after we try to uh, do our best and pick up our head and don't let guilt and shame cloak us, but walk out the peace of God and really the clarity of this life that comes through pain uh, that only pain and, and disruption can teach us. And so uh, even in the greatest seasons of pain in my life, I'm always looking for what is it trying to teach me? What, what are mm. the things that I'm supposed to learn? What are the things I'm supposed to pick up? What are the things um, that this season is, is showing me uh, that I would not have seen uh, any other way? And, uh, you know, I was with my six-year-old son, me and my wife, Jan, and, and uh, we took him to go see Super Mario Brothers. And so we're sitting in there and this uh, character is talking to his friend and they're at this piano and he's playing the piano and he's playing the piano and then he shuts his friend's fingers in the piano and his friend kind of freaks out a little bit and he looks at his friend and he says, pain is one of the greatest teachers. And that was one of the lines that stuck with my son and as a result stuck with me. But I believe it's a testament of life. You know, there are things that we learn in, in pain. There's things that we learn in disruption. There's things that we learn in trials and in tests that we won't learn in any other season that bring the gold and yeah. the substance out of us. And so for our listeners that may be going through a season of pain right now, don't avoid it. Don't run away yeah. from it because oftentimes the very place that we are trying to avoid and run away from is the very place that God desires to do a miracle in. And so stay put long enough for God to show you how strong you really are. Okay. So is there somebody listening out there and they're like, well, I, I haven't lost a parent or I haven't gone through divorce. I really want to kind of pull this back and get into the nuance of these like deaths. That could be the loss of a house. That could be being yeah. fired from a job. Yeah. That could be a broken friendship. I want to make this so practical for people that mm -hmm. when you give the perspective of overcoming, you're literally giving us like handles for this. So if somebody's heard this, they want their pain to have a purpose. They realize that they've been in a mourning season for far too long. Uh, the morning has now turned into night. Thing. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's our, it, we've been here a little too long. So then give me, give me the, they're listening and they're like, oh, Pastor Tim, how, yeah. how, 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 give me the how on like, what does this look like practically for those that feel like maybe they're in a pit of despair. They've been mourning for far too long. They're wearing the sackcloth and ashes. Speak to us. Where yeah, do we go so from here? The, the first thing that I would say is accept that it actually happened. You know, accept that you actually have gone through that season of pain or that trial or that trauma or that crisis, accept that it actually happened, acknowledge it, bring yourself to the place that that is your current or was your reality. And when you bring yourself to that place, it takes you to the next step of understanding that you can't heal yourself. You can't deliver yourself. You can't set yourself free. You cannot bring yourself to the place where you fix what ever has died or has been broken. And so you have to return to the manufacturer. You have to return mm -hmm. to the person that made you. On every smart device, on every single piece of technology that we use, on the back 
of this camera and this computer that we are streaming from right now, there has a little label. And on the label, it tells us who makes the equipment that we are using. When we first purchased this, Bianca, it comes with a warranty that says that in the case that something happens within this window of time, return it back to us and we'll either fix it or we'll send you another piece of equipment. And we all come with this warranty that when something breaks in our life or when something goes uh, the way that it should not go, we can always return back to God because he made us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And when we look at the label of our lives, it always says made in heaven. And so we have to get out of this mentality and this routine that we can sit with it by ourselves and eventually it will fix itself. No, we have two options in this life. We can either carry it or we can cast it, but we can't do both. And when we bring ourselves to the place where we accept our reality and see what has happened to us, we then have the ability to cast it uh, to God and cast it at the feet of Jesus because he cares about it far more than we care about it. And so through this book, The Art of Overcoming, it it is an attempt to go on a journey uh, with all of us to help us navigate these waters that we will go through and allow us to see that we have an unsinkable and unshakable soul. And when we grab a hold to this love that God has for us, it reminds us uh, that his love is an anchor. Uh, His love is a compass. His love is a a radio and, and if you ever seen like these cruise ship movies or these these movies where people go out on this boat uh you know the number one thing that you anticipate and expect to work the radio it seems to never work they can never get in contact <laughs> with anyone but the love of god is a radio that never loses signal it never goes out mm. and when you find your yourself in a may day season he always responds and he always gives you Uh, an exit strategy to get out of whatever it is that you are going through stronger and better. And what I've often learned is when I pray that God would change my season or my situation, he changes me first before Mm. I leave that season and situation. And uh, we will stay put in that season until we change the way he desires for us to change. And so, you know, we accept, we acknowledge uh, we and then we, cast. We cast it, and we we transform into who it is that God desires for us to be. Oh, this is so. This is rich, man. This is rich. Okay, so for someone that is listening, and maybe they're coming out, or they feel like they're coming out of a season of mourning or grief or life of uh, life loss. It could yeah. be physical death or even a a, a, a relational death. Mm. I think we're prone to think that we are healthier than we are mm-hmm. or more whole than we are. So in your research, in your experience, whether that is pastoral or scientific, mm-hmm. what are some signs if somebody's healing well? Like, is there a gauge? Yeah. One of, one of the greatest gauges uh, for me personally is if I'm being led by what I feel. And so my feelings typically lie to me. My fears typically lie to me. My anxiety always lies to me. And so anxiety mm-hmm. is experiencing failure in advance. Whenever I find myself anxious about something, I, I typically have to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, what are, what are you anxious about? What have you already given up on before you started? Mm-hmm. And so the gauge that I use personally is, am I being led by my emotions or am I being led 
by what I believe I'm supposed to do. Because when I go back to what I believe, uh, it's hard to shake that belief. And so one of the biggest misconceptions that we, we often face is that there should not be any fear or doubt when there is faith. And I would push back on that and say, where there is great faith, there is also great fear and great doubt. That's an indicator that you're not relying on your own ability or in your own strength to see what it is that you once saw uh, come to pass. And so you have to see it before you see it in order to see it. And sometimes before <laughs> you see it, it becomes fearful. You, you think to yeah. yourself, do I have the capability? Do I have the knowledge? Do I have the understanding to actually see what I once saw? And the reality is, is once we uh, kind of move out of the way and bring ourselves to the conclusion that we don't have the ability, we don't have the strength, we don't have the wisdom to see what it is that God has shown us, then I believe that's when God does his best work. And so for me, I know that uh, I'm being led uh, the opposite direction of where I need to go in when I'm being led by my emotions. And that's one of the indicators for me that I actually need to trust God more in that area uh, than I'm currently doing. And so uh, I tell you on the flip side of that is success is one of the greatest, one of the greatest risks that God could ever take on us. Um, because typically speaking in the areas that we qualify or quantify as successful, we don't include God in those areas the way that we used to. And mm -hmm. so the things that I have to do uh, when I'm not being led by emotions is always check off these boxes. Am I being led by my failures? Am I being led by my successes? Or am I being led by the voice of God? I have to forget my successes because my successes become barriers to what I'm supposed to be doing. And I have to forget my failures because my failures will become walls to what I'm supposed to scale. And when I submit and surrender those things and cast them, then it gives me an opportunity to really follow uh, after those things that God desires for me to follow after. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that my destiny, it moves towards me at the speed of my obedience. And I will never advance beyond my last act of disobedience. And when I am following my emotions, it typically leads me down the wrong path. I'll never move past my last act of disobedience. Jeez, man. Yeah. So true. Painfully true. Okay. So this sounds like a lot of work. And I know that somebody, especially in a grieving season, if they're there and they're kind of like on the mat of life thinking yeah. like, no, I don't want to get back up. No, I am sad. No, I want to wear sackcloth and ashes and curse the day that I was born. Yeah. All of this feels very heavy and hard and I don't want to do more work. Give me, give me from a personal standpoint and you can tell on yourself, whatever <laughs> you feel most comfortable with, yeah. but like, what is the fruit of overcoming. I need people to see what they can't see yeah. so they could see. So using your life, like what did you learn in retrospect or what did you envision that you wanted your life to look like that overcoming actually allowed you to enter into? Oh girl, we go in there. So for me, um, <laughs> humility is the fruit of pain. Oh. Wisdom is the fruit of pain. And so you have to go through things. I believe uh, that God will utilize disruptions. God will utilize the things that 
come into our life that he did not intend or design to really strengthen us and make us stronger. And I would say to those listening that are in that season, don't rob yourself of the human experience. Feel exactly what you're feeling. Go through exactly what you're going through, but don't stay there. Here's why. Every single storm, every single hurricane, every single crisis, every single chaotic season, every single storm will eventually run out of rain. And so you have to give yourself time to go through the process to learn every single thing that you're supposed to learn in that particular season. Don't rob yourself of the human experience. We often think to ourselves that we're superhuman and we're not supposed to feel what we feel. We're not supposed to be in pain. We're not supposed to go through the crisis. We're not supposed to feel uh, uh, like we've lost something when we have in fact lost something. It's one of the greatest signs that we're still alive. Although losing my dad was painful, although losing my godfather after that was painful, although losing my godmother after that was painful, losing all four of my grandparents after that was painful, it is a reminder to me that I am still alive. And although we hate pain, it's one of the greatest reminders that we still have an opportunity to extract the greatness out of this life. And so as uncomfortable as it is, you got to go through it. And you got to understand that joy will get the last laugh. And death is one of the greatest reminders of how beautiful life is. And so as difficult as it may be, continue to wake up every single day. And when I say overcoming, it sounds a lot more glamorous than what it is. But sometimes overcoming is just waking up one day, putting your feet on the ground and saying, hey, I survived yesterday and doing the same thing tomorrow and doing the same thing after that. And before you know it, there's distance in between you and the crisis. There's distance between you and the trauma. And you can look back over what happened to you and say, you know what? I survived that. And I may not be the same, but man, I'm still here. So uh, two questions before we wrap up. This, Chris is great and this is deep. And I know someone out there might be feeling a little even overwhelmed right now. And I want to give them the joy of overcoming by the time we get at the yeah. end of this. You you got divorced at 23 and you are now remarried and yeah. your wife is amazing. You have an amazing son. But even in the Joel 225 of life, the years mm-hmm. that the locusts eaten, God have restored, there, there has to be, I would imagine, and I... I hope I'm not <laughs> intimating a little bit too much, but I can imagine that there are micro deaths. Remember how you spoke about how death oh, yeah. is just the disappointment of what things, what you thought things were going to be. Yeah. Um, so even in the, the God restoring so much of the pain and the loss in a new marriage and starting a family, there's these micro deaths that happen uh, with disappointment in marriage and life and ministry. So how do we, even in the fulfillment of what is good, and experiencing these micro deaths, how do we hold on to joy in the middle of that? And what is, if it's not sweeping amounts of overcoming, you know, a physical death, like a divorce or, or a loved one passing, what do we do in the micro moments where you just feel like I can't even find my joy? Yeah. I, I think that you give yourself opportunity to feel exactly what you're feeling. And sometimes mm-hmm. we think joy is a feeling. We, we chase a feeling. We chase Uh, this mountaintop moment, and we really uh, lose the significance of the season that we're in. And we have to understand that you can grieve and have faith. We have to understand that you can go through difficulties and still be 
faithful in whatever it is that you endeavor to be faithful in. And, and so understanding that there are seasons of life, you know, in Ecclesiastes, it says that there's a season for everything. And oftentimes, because it's uncomfortable, we want to jump the season of pain or the season of grief or the season where we actually have to overcome. But we don't know what it means to overcome unless we present it with a test or trial or circumstance to overcome. And so often, you know, we desire the title of it without going through the action of it. And I would just tell our listeners, you know, find the joy in becoming an overcomer in the season that you're in as painful as it is. No, nobody gets the body that they want by watching other people work for it. <laughs> you know, you, you really think about it. Nobody, yeah. nobody gets sculpted. Nobody gets the muscles. Nobody gets toned watching other people work for it. And so yeah. as often as we desire it, we have to remember that we have to go through pain. We have to go through friction. We have to go through resistance uh, to develop into who it is that we know we are capable of developing into. And, you know, the difficult part of that is oftentimes it comes on the heels of pain. And so I have a greater understanding. I have a greater joy. I have a greater happiness uh, now being married to my incredible wife uh, now than I ever would have had if I had not gone through the pain of divorce. And just as those are going through the storms of life now, when the sun comes out again, you have a greater appreciation. You'll value it differently. You'll cherish and relish those moments differently uh, than you would if you had not gone through what you went through. And so steward each season well, whether it's a season of mountaintops or whether it's a season of valleys, because each season will teach us who we are and how strong we actually are in both of them. So this is where I'm going to tap into your pastor's heart. If this is not in the book, this is your opportunity to add a verbal appendix in yeah. addition to the end. <laughs> but will you just speak a word of encouragement for those that just feel like they have dealt with a lot of death in either the season or maybe even their life. It just feels like it's one disappointment after another, after another. Will you speak a word of life, a word of encouragement, a word of hope over them as we wrap up today's episode? Absolutely. And, you know, this is whether you have lost a loved one or whether you've lost an opportunity, uh, whether the job you used to work for has downsized or you feel like you are mentally struggling. I, I would encourage you to hold on to this truth that God is the only one that can take uh, what seems like an ending and turn it into a beginning. God is the only one that can help you let things rest in peace without losing your peace. And, you know, for us to really understand what that means, we have to understand uh, that we're not capable of carrying the weight. And so what I would encourage our listeners to do is steward the responsibility of your life without carrying the weight of it. It's God's responsibility to carry the weight of your life. It's his responsibility to perform. And there's things that only God can do that you may be trying to do in this season that you need to really relinquish and trust him with. And when I came to that understanding, I found so much healing and the fact that he would guard my heart more than I ever had the ability to. 
that he would wrap his hands around my heart and help me in great seasons of pain. And, you know, we couldn't cover all of them, but I've been through so much pain and so many different crises uh, that if it had not been for God, um, I would have lost my mind. And, you know, he has a tendency of showing us um, that he uh, will work out those things that we trust him with. And so don't pretend God can't bless who you pretend to be. He can only bless who he made you to be. And when you're open, you plug yourself into community, you surround yourself with people who can pull you up when you feel like staying stuck. Uh, it makes all the difference. And so I would say get you a friend group, uh, get you some people that believe in you and that believe in uh, the greatness in you when you can't see it, when you can't feel it, when you can't hear it. Uh, that will always call out of you uh, the greater person uh, that may be trapped up on the inside of you through pain and through, um, you know, the various traumatic seasons that you will go in and um, remind yourself that it is just a season. It is not permanent. And no matter what you may feel in this season, you will get through it. Pastor Tim Timberlake is dropping knowledge on us today, life lived experience. I want to thank you for the practical handles that you've given us. I want to thank you for the hope that you've given us for those that maybe oh. just feel like good grief. They've been knocked down and have some things that they need to overcome. I appreciate you. I appreciate your words. Most importantly, for people that want to go deeper and know more, uh, there'll be a link in the show notes where they can get the book directly and also where they can find out more information about you. But Tim, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate you. I value you and I love your voice. It's a voice that is just piercing so much noise and your wisdom is a gift to this world. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much, Bianca. It's been a joy. The reason why I brought Tim on to be on the podcast is that he's not a pastor that just pontificates over like great preaching points and have things rhyme in a sermon. He literally lives this out. I am so grateful for him. It would mean the world, not just to me, but also to him to know that the seeds that he's planted in our hearts will germinate and take root. You can shout him out at Tim Timberlake on any form and platform of social media, as well as you can purchase his book. The link to his book and more resources and information about Pastor Tim is in the show notes. Family, I am so glad that you listened to this podcast and I encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. This podcast is a labor of love. It's simply a resource that we want to put in people's hands so that we can become all that God has called us to be. If you have enjoyed the podcast, consider leaving a positive review or sharing it with your loved ones. Until then, friends, we'll catch you next week.